and welcome into another edition of Patient Preferred Presents. My name is Jay McFarland, and today I'm very excited to introduce you to Dr. Bonnie McLean. She is a patient preferred holistic practitioner for integrative oriental medicine in the state of Florida. And I can tell you right now, you are going to love her passion, and you're going to love her story of how she turned her own illness and her own unhappiness into an education and then into a profession where every day she helps people overcome these similar problems. All right, doctor, it's such a pleasure to have you on the program today. I normally like to start out by talking about, you know, what you wanted to do when you grow up compared to what you do now. But I read you really started out in a medical family, didn't you? I did, and I've I've always wanted to be a healer ever since I was a little girl. I just knew that that was what I was supposed to do, and you know, neighbors would bring their animals over if they were if they'd find you know like a hurt animal, you know, a wild animal or you know little pets, and somebody didn't know what to do with it, always bring them over to my door. So it was you know from the very beginning, but. Uh, my father was a, a doctor. He was a urologist, not neurologist, but urologist. That's a kidney doctor. And uh, he was a surgeon. He was a writer. He traveled a lot. And I guess I got, you know, I got inspired to write, I think, from being brought up in that household. And my mother was a nurse. And they did work together in his office for, for quite a few years. So we were brought up in Western medicine. But they were... They were different, though. I think they were ahead of their time back then because they would combine. They actually did kind of integrative medicine back then, even though it wasn't called that. They would give us medications if we needed them, but they also really believed in fresh air and sunshine. And, you know, I, I worry about some of the kids now that are indoors all the time. We were, we were sent outside, you know, until <laughs> the sun went down and found things to do outside. So, and, and then I would spend my summers at my grandmother's farm and, you know, that was very healthy living as well. So I, I grew up with a combination. I am curious. So, so you grew up in a medical family, uh, but you really did go in, in a kind of a different direction. You didn't go just like, you know, I'm going to be a doctor, like a urologist or something like that. What attracted you towards these other types of of treatments, even how you call yourself a healer. You know, a lot mm -hmm. of people I talk to, they call themselves a doctor. You use a different <laughs> word, healer. Tell us about that. Uh, well, to me, to me, we're all our own healer. We're all, we all know our bodies better than anybody else could possibly know. Any doctor, anybody else. I do believe that we heal ourselves and I see a healer as a person who facilitates that. We can catalyze it, you know, we can kickstart the healing process and we can support it. But it's actually the person who's their own healer. But sometimes, you know, we get stuck and we need some help from the outside and maybe some um, guidance, you know. So I, I feel like I can kickstart it and then I can guide a person how to be healthier. Sometimes people, you know, a lot of what we do is teaching as well as is, is um, educating people about their health and about what they can do to stay healthy, you know, with diet and exercise and sleep and, 
recreation and having love in our lives. There are a lot of things that we can do, you know, to heal ourselves and to get and stay healthy. Yeah, you know, it's interesting as, as I hear you talk about what I didn't hear is the word prescription. I didn't I didn't hear that. You know, it's like nowadays we've been so trained by what we see on TV and I think even by our doctors. What we want is the fast pill. I'm going to go and see the doctor. And and I, I can remember personally when the doctor doesn't give me a prescription, I'm walking out empty handed. I'm like, I'm disappointed and it really shouldn't be that way, should it? No, I don't think so at all. And I think this country is particularly embedded, entrenched in that kind of medicine. I mean, I, you go to Europe and they have more of an integrative approach too. And South America and India, you know, a lot of most of the other countries in the world uh, seem to have a broader you know, look on, on what we can do to stay and, and stay healthy and get healthy if we're not. Um, we're, I, I really think that our medicine is one, it's become big business and that's why I got out of nursing actually. I went into nursing to be a healer. You know, back then when I was growing up, either a, a girl became either a, a nurse, a secretary, a teacher or a beautician. That was that was what we became. So my choice was the nurse. <laughs> so and I did that for 20 years. I loved I loved my nursing, but I did see medicine changing. And I feel like now we're run by the pharmaceutical companies and the um, the insurance companies. And I, I just really feel like it's a shame. And a lot of people are falling through the cracks. So now the kind of work that I do is, I say, extremely busy uh, with my practice because there's so many people that are falling through the cracks, and especially since COVID. Absolutely. Um, I, I wanted to get your, your thoughts on just the power that we have inside. I don't know that we've tapped into our real source of power. I look at the studies on, on placebo. You know, you give somebody... A, a fake prescription versus a real one. And oftentimes you see the same, if not better benefit. And that tells me that, it, that that we're not focusing enough on the healer aspect, that our bodies can do some incredible things if we just believe. Exactly. And if we just take out the time, and you're right about the instant fix mentality that we have. I think it started with McDonald's. You know, in the, the fast food places, you know, you just get something really quick and we expect that with everything and we can fix things, but we're not healing them. It's two different things. We can fix symptoms. You know, the medications can fix the symptoms and God bless the medications. I mean, they, they save lives. I'm not against any of that. I just would like to see you know, more of a, a wider range of choices and, you know, people being able to dance between the two worlds and be able to choose for themselves, you know, and I feel like in a lot of ways we're being forced to be our own doctors now. It's almost like we're the, we're the uh, head of the orchestra, we're the conductor. And if we're empowered, which, you know, I would like all of, all of us to be, uh, you know, like we can point at the string section, which might be, you know, a certain kind of physician. 
or we can, you know, make an appointment with, um, you know, the drum section, you know, which may be the acupuncturist or the chiropractor or the massage therapist or the herbalist or the nutritionist. Um, you know, we're the ones that really have the choice. We just don't realize it and we don't take it. And we're always looking for some kind of expert that we think knows more than we do. But we, yeah. we live in our bodies. <laughs> yeah, we do. And I, I think also part of the problem is because of that system, that business system you were talking about with insurance and things. I'm surprised if I see a doctor for more than three or four minutes. It's like in and mm -hmm. out. There's no relationship anymore. There's no really getting to know you and really deep diving into what your situation is. And that really makes it hard to, to help, like you said, educate people on even what all of those options are that, that you talked about. It's like, here's your prescription. Thanks for seeing you. Next person in line. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. I, and I guess if I hadn't been brought up in the family I had been, I wouldn't have known a different kind of medicine. Because when dad was practicing, I think he was in the last generation of doctors that made house calls. Patients had our home phone. We had to get a, my sister and I had to get a party line <laughs> as another phone so that we wouldn't tie up the, you know, the family phone in case the patients called. So dad was either in the hospital doing surgeries in the office seeing patients that way or making house calls or usually sleeping. I mean, when he was home, he just, <laughs> he was exhausted. So he'd sleep a lot, but he and all of his colleagues knew, you know, the patient, you know, from top to bottom and knew the family, you know, usually they'd treat the whole families. And, you know, it was to me, that was really true holistic integrative medicine at the time. Yeah, it really sounds like it. Now, talking about your experience and, and what you offer, uh, you've been doing acupuncture, Chinese medicine for decades. I'm curious, mm -hmm. how did you how did you even head in that direction? And and why do you think those treatments are important? I headed into that direction out of necessity. I burned out as a nurse and started getting ill. That's what happened. So, in or, and back then, I had Epstein-Barr, which creates chronic fatigue. This was back in the, I was in my 40s. And I was just burned out, and I didn't know it. You know, I just didn't, I knew I didn't feel well. In order to heal myself, and that's what I had to do, I had to put together my own program back then, because I was, it was back in the 70s was when the holistic medicine started out in California. And I was living out there. And out of necessity to try to get well, I had to study all these different things that might help me get better. And so I had to put together my own, piece together my own program. And I used to go down to San Diego. They had these holistic health conferences. And I remember seeing those and getting all excited. You know, it was like, wow, this is new stuff. And I remember the first time I walked in, there were 2,000 medical professionals down in San Diego at this conference. Doctors, nurses, physical therapists, massage therapists, psychologists, psychiatrists. And I, I just remember how thrilled I was to see, to be part of this new wave that was starting in this country, a new wave of medicine 
Dr. Norm Sheely, who I still consider my mentor, <laughs> uh, you know, from a distance, he was he was uh, one of the heads there, and he's still uh, he's still with us. He's still teaching and and lecturing, and he's written so many books on holistic medicine. But he he's a neurosurgeon, and he jumped chip way back in the 70s. He said, "We're not really." You know, we're just kind of fixing people. We need to look at a larger picture. And so he, I think he really was the founder of a lot of that new holistic movement. But, but I think that there was also like a collective interest that was forming, you know, with people like me. And I had to learn how to do nutrition. I had terrible nutrition when I was nursing. I lived on coffee and sugar, coffee and candy bars for years. No wonder I got sick. And uh, I, I, you know, I had to change all my nutrition around, you know, I didn't know about gluten and bread and, you know, all these uh, GMOs and, <laughs> you know, we didn't know all that back then. So I had to study that. I uh, studied massage and I, I studied, you know, exercise just, you know, a lot of holistic approaches that I had to piece together. It took me about two years first to get diagnosed with what I had. Because when you have that kind of thing, you look okay. Nobody thinks anything's wrong with you. So it took me a while to, to find out what, what was going on, the chronic fatigue, the Epstein bar, and then to piece together my program to fix it. I got all my amalgams taken out. I learned, you know, that that was you know, part of what was lowering my immune system and, you know, had to see all the things that were harming my immune system and then ways that I could build myself back up. Got into yoga and uh, martial art, not the martial arts, but the Qigong and the Tai Chi. Well, and, you seem you, know, you, you seem full <laughs> of energy and passion now. So it seems to me like a lot of this definitely worked for you. I think I think it really did, and it really opened up the way. And I was actually going to, um, I knew I was burned out with nursing, so I got a master's in counseling thinking that I was going to go into counseling, and then I fell in love with this kind of crazy acupuncture fellow out in California. <laughs> and he, um, he, he was a graduate of UCLA, and he had met all these other UCLA grads who were, just kind of exploring different things and they decided to study acupuncture. This was before it was even legal. And so they, they found a teacher and they were studying it. And then around that time, Nixon went to China and James Weston had acupuncture over there and he brought that information back. And then people were going, well, who does it? We want to know who's doing it around here. And so that's the way the early schools were able to start. So he was part of that school. And so he, he said, this is going to be a wonderful profession. You know, you need to jump ship with the other one and come on board with this one. So I went to school like another five years to study a whole new profession. Wow. I have no regrets. <laughs> you have no regrets? No. No, it was the right thing. <laughs> well, can can you speak a little bit to how perception of these types of treatments have changed? I feel like maybe they're finally starting to be mainstream as, as opposed to fringe. Yes, absolutely. Because, I mean, even I've been back in my hometown a little over 20 years. 
I uh, grew up here in Pensacola, went out to California for 20 years and then came back here. When I first came back here, even 20 years ago, and this is a very conservative part of the country and very conservative, conservative medically. Um, and so when I came back, I didn't see all that much change, but over the last 20 years, I have observed a lot of change with attitudes, like you said, of the doctors toward people like me. I mean, back in my father's time, the first chiropractor that came to Pensacola, all the doctors were up in arms, you know, and called him a quack and all kinds of stuff, you know. And so they've, they've made their way and they've been, you know, considered a legitimate part of the healthcare system. Acupuncture, we're still not totally mainstream, like insurances don't want to cover us. <laughs> they still drag their feet about wanting to cover us. Now, interestingly, uh, Veterans Administration will. They, they will refer some of the veterans to us and they'll pay for them. So that's very impressive to me. And, and I actually have physicians that will refer patients to me. I, re, I have a large referral base of people I send my patients to if I feel like they need it. Because, you know, there's somebody for everybody, but not everybody, you know, not everybody's for everybody. And different people, patients need sometimes, a, you know, a multi-pronged approach. You know, with especially if they have, you know, like long-standing chronic illnesses. So, you know, they refer to me, I refer to them. Yeah, I was going to ask you uh, what your typical customer was. Is it somebody who's been through the normal, traditional uh, medical system and they haven't been able to find the solution and so then they come to you? Is, is that very typical for your situation? There are a lot of them like that. They are. Um, and there's some actually, and like you said, I mean, more and more, I am seeing people that just, they didn't never did want to be part of the medical system. And I have to talk them into sometimes going to see a physician. I mean, if they, I, I won't treat somebody unless they have a physician. I'll put it that way. I think people need to have their own primary care physician. So if they don't have one, I will not take that on and, you know, try to be their only practitioner. That's very I mean, me, interesting. So, yeah. So you're not trying to replace that, that practitioner. You're adding uh, services on top of that and, and education on top of that. I know we can talk about different types of illnesses or conditions all day long, but one of the ones that I hear about so much today, I hear it from my children. I hear it from my coworkers. I hear it every day I'm on, on the news and it's anxiety. And, and I think especially after the pandemic, Anxiety mm -hmm. seems to be at record levels, and I feel like we're trying to prescribe anxiety uh, out of our society. Talk about how your treatments help people with anxiety. That's a great question. That's one of my favorite things to work with. Anxiety, depression, PTSD, even, um, and I do feel like we've had we have some kind of collective group PTSD that, you know, from the pandemic, acupuncture, I, it works really well with anxiety. It really does. And believe it or not, I treat anxiety a lot through the ear <laughs> because there's a connection that I think, I think there's an embryological connection between the ear and the brain. And if somebody 
went to France they prob and had acupuncture, they probably would only have their ears treated. I mean, it's a system all into itself because it does work directly with the brain, in my opinion, and different parts of the brain. They're like 360 points in the ear. But one of the beauties of it is that it really stimulates the endorphins and the, you know, balances out the neurotransmitters of the brain because, I mean, that's the same thing that, you know, some of the medications supposedly will do too. And they do, you know, they'll balance out, um, you know, some of the, like if you have stress, you know, hormones and neurotransmitters going, it'll, you know, the medications can help calm it down. But so will the acupuncture and sometimes the combination. You know, I, I certainly will treat people that are on medications and I'll add, you know, what I do to that. Um, but then their body points too. So usually I'll work on a person's back because that also has a lot of sedation points. That's my kitty cat. One yeah, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> this is sunny. <laughs> he likes to be part of it. <laughs> likes to be part of the conversation um, so I'll, I'll, a lot of times I'll you know work on their backs a lot of times they're carrying when they're anxious they also carry a lot of stress and tension in their you know in their neck their shoulders you know and down their backs and so I'll you know work that way and then I'll have them turn over and I cover their eyes and you know there's some points like on the wrist this is called Shen Min which is uh, Spirit Gate, actually, that's the name of my my business. That's my favorite acupuncture point. And there's one in the ear, but it helps calm down the nervous system and helps bring joy back into a person's life. Because if someone is anxious or stressed or depressed or in grief, they're not really experiencing their own joy. So it's important, you know, to bring that back in. Um, yeah, I do. I treat a lot of anxiety, uh, a lot of pain issues. People think of, you know, acupuncture for pain, probably that more than anything else. Immune systems, I've been very, very busy with uh, working with people with long COVID. And there is a lot of anxiety and depression that goes with that as well. Yeah, I'm, I actually uh, still have the brain fog from COVID and it's been going on. <laughs> for three or four months now. In fact, I'm just now starting to feel back to normal. I have friends who've been going through that for seven, eight, nine months now. And, you know, mm -hmm. we still don't know the long-term effects of, of what this pandemic is gonna be. So I know you have a lot of people that you're treating. I did wanna uh, mention you've been named a patient preferred holistic practitioner. And I wanted to know how, how you felt about that. I'm, I'm really honored. I'm, I'm very honored with that. And the write-up, this is a very high-class operation here. The write-up, I mean, people did a lot of research to put together, you know, your write-up about me. And uh, I, I'm just very impressed. I, I just don't advertise much anymore, so I don't pay much attention. And uh, so, you know, this was kind of a, a new thing for me, but I'm thrilled to be part of this group. A lot of very um, impressive <laughs> people that you have on it. So I'm honored to be part of them. Well, I'm so glad to hear it. And I can just tell the way you treat your patients and your passion. 
uh, you're right there at the top uh, of the list for sure. I am interested. You also write, so uh, tell us, tell us uh, about that and how that's going for you. Yes, I love to write, and if I had more free time, I probably would write a lot more than I do. Um, I I wrote a book called Integrative Medicine: The Return of the Soul to Healthcare, and I think that's that was probably published maybe about six years ago. And that was uh, bringing together the, what I believe, you know, the Western, the good about the Western, as well as the good about the holistic and the inter, in, integrative part, bringing the two together. Um, I've been, I've written chapters in several books published by a group, a publisher called Sacred Stories, and I'm very honored to be part of them. They, they wrote one book called. Uh, it, and they took chapters, of, you know, from different ones of us that had our own private story to tell about that topic. So one of the books was called From Crappy to Happy. I don't <laughs> kind of an interesting title. And the other one is called Mayhem to Miracles. And that was another fun one. And then the latest one is called Shamanism. And it was put together by a shaman, Don Oscar Miro Caseta. And he, I had known about him before, uh, and he has, he's an amazing shaman. He is very well educated. He went to Duke. He has all kinds of credentials. So he's actually bridging the two worlds, you know, of the shamanic work, the ancient healing modalities, which I also am part of. I love that part of my practice. And uh, bridging that, you know, with the with our modern kind of um, medicine and and healing. So I, I'm just really excited about that one. <laughs> well, I can't I can't wait for that for that to come out. So um, for the last year and a half, I have worked with this group called Empathic Practice in E M P A T H I C. That name drew me to the office as it was. And also the man, one of the owners named Felipe. So this is actually a medical marijuana office, you know, now that it's legal, you know, with prescription in Florida. So Felipe is Brazilian and he married an American woman and got together with her stepfather, who's an MD, who's an anesthesiologist, and they decided they wanted to open up this practice. Well, then once they did, they, they said, you know, we need to go deeper than this. We don't want to just be medicating people. I mean, in some ways, it's not that different than just getting a prescription. You know, I mean, people come in just to, you know, they're used to doing it that way, right? They wanted to do something different. So they said, we need to find out why they feel like they need it and work on that level. So they broadened their umbrella and brought people like me in. So they have an acupuncturist, they have a massage therapist, they have a grief counselor, and she does grief groups and individual counseling. We have an addictions counselor. We have an LGBTQ counselor. I mean, we're so diverse and so eclectic. And I love that. I love that we're so different and that we house under the same roof and we all get along really well. And they're two generations, you know, like, I guess there are three generations there. Most of them are young. So there are two of us that are up in our 70s, <laughs> one of the physicians and myself. 
And I'm amazed with this physician. He's one year younger than I am. He's, I guess he's 76. He's an anesthesiologist. He works seven days a week, this man. He's, you know, I thought I was doing well at 77 working. <laughs> but he'll work five days a week doing anesthesiology, and then he comes and sees patients here at this office on the weekend. So I'm just very impressed with, uh, we have an infrared sauna. Um, what else? We, we have all kinds of people that come and do different groups. Like we have a, a young men's group, a young women's group. Of course, seniors like me are invited as well. They like to have the elders. And I think the young people really like having a couple elders in there. And we like it because it keeps us young. Being around that young energy you know, it, it really is refreshing. So I, I love my my fellow um, empathic practice members. <laughs> well, I awesome. love that. I love that you're still going. It doesn't sound like you're going to slow down anytime soon. People ask me when I'm going to retire and I go, what? No, I don't think I'm going <laughs> to. I don't plan to retire. I don't know. I just feel like I think I would start getting old if I retired. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe I would volunteer taking care of animals or something, but who knows? Well, you know, if it's something you love, then why would you retire from it? You know, I feel like we could we could talk all day. I just don't want to thank you for your time. And what a what an inspirational story going from somebody who needed healing. You were you were ill. You were in such a terrible place and you turned that into not just a profession, but a way to serve and help other people get out of the same situation. It's just an inspiring story. And I hope that people who are listening will feel your passion and will perhaps, uh, if they need to consider other, other forms of treatment and uh, other ways of healing. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you so much. Once again, I want to thank Dr. McLean for joining us today. I just love her passion. And I love her story of how she turned her own illness and her own pain and suffering, not into just a profession, but into a passion. And how she is still pressing forward every single day treating and helping people in ways that they need. And there's nothing stopping her. She's going to keep going for sure. Thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Jay McFarland, and this has been another edition of Patient Preferred Presents.